Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Alrighty, everybody. We are attempting to record. We have already recorded this intro like three times. So here we go. We are on attempt three, but we are going to make this the episode. We have two babies here currently that we're babysitting. Excuse the noise for a second here. (laughs) Okay, Maddie's getting situated. We are holding one baby that just woke up from his nap. So if you hear little baby noises, then that would be, that would be him. He's sitting right here under the mic. So (laughs) you'll probably hear him at some point during this episode. And then we have another one that I am watching in the living room right now who is watching Scooby-Doo. So It's an interesting setup here today, folks, but Maddie and I are making it work because we have to record today, and we are so excited. Big announcement. Here is our big announcement. I mean, we've been announcing this for a while now. So we are about to hit 5,000 downloads. Huge milestone. So excited about it. I I just can't believe it. It's just absolutely crazy. 5,000 downloads. Maddie and I will be doing some really, really fun things on our social media pages places like Instagram, Telegram, uh, Parlor, Getter, all of those places you will want to be following us. And also our blog, all of that is in the description of this podcast episode. We have so many fun things coming. Cannot wait to celebrate 5,000 with y'all because y'all make this happen. Like this is not Maddie and I, we just sit here, record each week, mm-hmm. say what God has on our hearts. Y'all make the downloads and the likes and the comments and all of that great stuff happen. So thank you so much for that. Today's episode is all about why we will not be sending our kids to public school. Now, listen, I know that that sounds like just a blanket statement. It's out there. It's like kind of, wow, that's controversial, right? I know that homeschooling, public school, all of those things um, are kind of controversial. I know that people have their own opinions and emotions and all the stuff that goes into that. And that's totally fine. Maddie and I's intent for this episode is not to make you feel like you're a terrible parent. If you're a parent listening to this, that is not our intent at all. Our intent for this episode is to encourage and to challenge those who may have not thought about this area and what God calls us to. And I mean, we're teen girls. We're not parents. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer, we've never done parenthood before. We're not in that stage of life yet, but Maddie and I plan to one day, hopefully. And so that's something that Maddie and I are trying to kind of set our standards now, have some convictions about, and just try to think biblically on this topic. So Maddie, I want you to start us out if our little baby here will will be quiet for us. I want you to start out and just kind of discuss what made us passionate about this topic, kind of our background in this area, and we'll get started here. Yeah, well, Lily and I have both been homeschooled our entire lives. Mm -hmm. Our mom has homeschooled us from the time that Lily was in preschool. All three of us have Mm -hmm. been homeschooled. I am a sophomore in high school now and Lily's a senior in high school. She's an old lady. And (laughs) our homeschool experience has been really great and we have really loved it. I think that more people should homeschool. 
(laughs) But I think that we have just enjoyed homeschooling so much because we've been able to focus in on the things that we enjoy studying Mm -hmm. and incorporate our daily life into our schooling. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of kids end up looking at learning as a chore instead of a reward because, you know, they get up super early and they go to a school building and you're there to learn. And that's Mm -hmm. the only thing you're allowed to do. And oftentimes you're probably around people that you don't really love very much. (laughs) And, you know, I think that public school can sometimes just make people believe that learning is a chore and that it's Mm -hmm. not fun and that it's not very beneficial. The only point of it is to go to college and get a job. And I think that that has honestly, that mindset has been really detrimental to the education system because it used to be that education was used to help children grow and to help them think critically and help them to figure out different issues and to just enjoy different things. Whereas now it's get your school done as fast as you possibly can Mm -hmm. and go to college, go to a good college where you'll probably rack up a bunch of debt and then get the best paying job that you are able. And I think that that has really destroyed the education system, especially Mm -hmm. in public school, because kids are taught that learning isn't fun and that learning isn't something that you should devote your time to necessarily and that it's just something that is required of you. And so I think that that's a reason that I really want to homeschool my kids because I want them to enjoy their learning experience and Mm -hmm. I don't want them to just be cooped up in a building all day from eight to three and where they are just being raised by other people, not me, and where they're learning things that I may not necessarily support or that I may not necessarily endorse. And I think that that's something that a lot of parents don't realize is Mm -hmm. going on in public school. Mm -hmm. And me and Lily kind of have an insider's look into some of that different stuff because all of our friends are in public school. And so we get to hear most of the things that they're hearing. You know, they'll come to Bible study and they'll be like, you will not believe what happened at school today. Mm -hmm. Or we got some little baby noises. (laughs) But I think that we just get to see some of that stuff that our Bible study girls and our friends may not necessarily tell their parents about. And so I think that we just have a... He's shaking his head. Yes, (laughs) he's agreeing with me. And so I think that we just kind of get to see into that a little bit more. And that has definitely shaped my view of public school, just seeing the way that our girls kind of have to be around people who aren't good influences and who aren't uh, (laughs) helping them to grow in their faith. And he keeps shaking his head. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Um, so cute. So yeah, I think that that's another reason that I really want to homeschool my kids is because I want to be the one filtering Mm -hmm. what they're hearing, what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. And lots of us have realized that in public school lately, there's been a lot of sexualization and Mm -hmm. the critical race theory stuff is coming into that. And I think that a lot more people are seeing the corruption, honestly, Mm. in the public school system since 2020 when a lot of kids had to do schooling at home and lots of parents were home and honestly, Lily and I have both said that that might be kind of a good thing for parents to see what their teachers are teaching them on their Zoom calls and different Mm -hmm. things and just kind of listening to what our peers saying on the Zoom calls, what are teachers saying and what are they being taught, what is the expectation that the school has set for them Mm -hmm. and all that different stuff. So that's definitely another reason that I would want to homeschool. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's been a big one for us is that 
I just cannot bring myself to think about someone else raising my kid for me. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just my responsibility. Like, as a parent, as someone who has been entrusted with a a blessing and like that that should be our mindset and why isn't that our mindset anymore mm-hmm. you know and i think that that is just something that i've really had to question and have questioned over the past few years as i've gotten older as i've tried to think about some different things how i want to live life i don't want my kids to just be wishy-washy on Mm -hmm. different things. Like, I want them to be the next leaders. I want them to not be followers. And so, I just don't, I can't bring myself to allowing someone else the privilege and the power to raise my kids as they see fit. And Mm -hmm. you just cannot give someone that power and actually keep them accountable to do what you want them to do and to say what you want them to say. Mm -hmm. Like that just doesn't happen anymore, which is so sad because I truly believe that, you know, public schools 50 years ago, maybe, you know, were (laughs) in the one room schoolhouse. In the one room schoolhouse. (laughs) That's about it. But I think that they weren't they weren't teaching the things that they're teaching today. Yeah. And the indoctrination is another huge part of why I want to homeschool my kids is because, one, we've removed the Bible, right? We've removed any kind of moral standard for mm-hmm. children nowadays, which is so scary to me. Like, we have really just declined as a society and we've allowed them that power over kids. And, I mean, just think about it. Public schools have basically raised millennials and Gen Z now, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, you can just see the effects. Like they are the most anxiety-filled, depressed, anxious generation ever. They are the most screwed up generations I think that we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. And so why are we not questioning, especially as teenagers, and if you're listening to this and you're in public school, then you know what I'm talking about. Why are we not questioning why we are so stressed out? Why are we so depressed? Why are the suicide rates climbing? Like, why is no one questioning this stuff? Mm -hmm. Why, where are the moms who uh, have this instinct that I truly believe the Lord has given us, women, to say, my kids are not going to stay in public school and listen to their teacher teach them evolution and why God just doesn't exist and why, you know, oh my goodness, all this stuff is just awful and and we're so racist and everybody mm-hmm. just get the vaccine. Why would I want to send my kids to someone that is teaching them all of that when that's not yeah. what I believe? And another thing that I've seen is that I think that a lot of parents, not all, I will not say all because I truly believe that there are parents out there who try to do their best, okay? And I truly believe that. I'm Mm -hmm. not beating anyone up in this statement. But what I do notice in our generation and in our culture today is that parents think that they don't have a choice. They think they don't have a choice when it comes to their children and how they want to raise them. They think that hey, I have to climb the corporate ladder in my business. I have to work. I have to make the most money that I can because I'm supporting my kids and that that is a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing, except for the fact that the world has taught us that if you want to do that, then you have to have someone else raise your kids Mm -hmm. in exchange for that time. And that is just so messed up. And so now instead of our priority within the nuclear family being that we are going to disciple the next generation and that we are going to raise up the next leaders 
presidents, CEOs, um, congressmen and women, like all the people that are so very important, that are going to be serious leaders in the next generation. Why are we, why are we thinking that someone else is going to do a better job at that than parents themselves? Mm-hmm. No one knows your kid like you do. Have you heard that before? I've heard that before from so many parents. Like, until you have a kid, you don't realize that the parent is the only person that knows their kid the best. And so you can't expect a teacher in a classroom full of 20 kids to know exactly how your kid needs to be taught, needs to be raised, needs to be influenced and encouraged and Mm -hmm. challenged. They're just not, and they can't, they can't, they can't be expected to, and that's not their job. They cannot do their job if the parent isn't doing their job. And so it doesn't mean like Maddie and I are watching two precious little boys today while their parents are doing meaningful work, while they are doing things that they need to do. But guess what? We're not raising them, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's, there's a difference there. We, they're not sending their kids to us to be raised by us. Now, obviously, Maddie and I do our best as we babysit to um, fill their minds with worship music and to pray and to speak life into their little hearts and lives and minds, but we're not raising them. You see, that's not our job. It's their parents' job. He's getting a little squirmy here, so Maddie's going to adjust here. (laughs) He sees his little tractor down there. And so, I just want to point out this quote by Noah Webster. I really love this quote. I think that it's one that should be very impactful for us. So, I want to I want to just read this to you. Again, Noel Webster said this. He said, "To give children a good education in manners, arts, and science is important. To give them a religious education is indispensable, and an immense responsibility rests on parents and guardians who neglect these duties." I just want to point out to especially young folks who are not in that season of life yet where they're married and they're raising kids and that's their job. I want to just point out to you that your kids are your responsibility. They are your responsibility to raise and to nurture and to um, care for. Like, that is our job as as parents. Like, that mm-hmm. is what is biblically laid out for us. And the nuclear family is so powerful when the husband and wife understand their roles in the home and then they raise kids who reflect that. Like, it's just such a beautiful thing. And it's a process that God himself has created. And so, there's nothing more beautiful than a family that truly understands their roles and their responsibilities. Those are the two things that are so very important for a family to be successful and to really just raise them with that religious foundation is something that I want my kids to have. And I think it's the most important thing. Like materialism is not the most important thing. And so as teens, especially if you're listening to this, I want you to hear this, okay? If we make materialism our priority in life, then we will never be able to disciple our kids like we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. That will never happen because we won't have time and we won't want to put in the effort because guess what? We'll be putting time and effort into materialism, Mm -hmm. not discipleship. And it's an either or, folks. Like, we cannot say, hey, I want a little bit of money. I want to be able to climb the corporate ladder. I want to be a boss babe for girls out there. Like, I want to do all that stuff. I want to be a working class woman. I want to really just be able to show everyone that I can mother and I can work at the same time and I can be that boss babe that everyone thinks I can be and the world tells me I should be. Listen, let's not 
take on a worldly mindset in this area. I think that that's why millennials and Gen Z are failing so miserably and why they're the most depressed, stressed out generations that we have. Yeah, and I think that part of some parents feeling like sending your kids to public school isn't a big deal is because they aren't really being shown what's happening in the public school system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just the other day, someone we follow on Instagram shared a video of a teacher in California no wonder it's California. Let's not to go there. <laughs> That's that surprising. A teacher in California, I think she said that she was either a second or third grade teacher, and she was just giving a little bit of background, and she was talking about how uh, at the beginning of the school day, the students say the Pledge of Allegiance, and she had an American flag hanging in her room. Mm-hmm. But she made it clear to the kids that they did not have to show loyalty to their country if they didn't want to. They could either sit and not say the words, just not participate, or they could stand and not say the words, or they could sit and say the words, or, you know, she gives them all these different options basically disrespecting America. Mm -hmm. And then she said that during the pandemic, just having that flag above her all the time and just seeing it a lot really made her uncomfortable. And so she decided to take it down from her classroom and just tuck it away somewhere. And in the video, she said that she couldn't remember where she put it. And a few days after this school year started, one of her students had said, hey, it's kind of weird that we get up and just say the Pledge of Allegiance to no flag, like we're just saying it to the wall. And she was like, oh, well, there is a flag in here that you could say the Pledge of Allegiance to. And then she, like, turns her camera and shows this gay flag that's hanging in her classroom. First of all, why is the gay flag hanging in Mm -hmm. a second grader classroom? That is just ridiculous to me. And second... Why does anyone think it acceptable to say our country's Pledge of Allegiance to a gay flag? Like, that's just unbelievable to me. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, how many parents even knew that a gay flag was hanging in the room in the first place? Yeah. And then how many parents knew that this teacher endorses the gay lifestyle Mm -hmm. and does not support our country And how many of them knew that their kids were saying the Pledge of Allegiance to the gay flag? Mm -hmm. So, I think that, like, that's happening in so many schools. I mean, we've even heard of different things in our area. We live in a mainly Republican conservative state, and it's even happening here with the critical race theory and with sexualizing children Mm -hmm. and with the gay stuff and just all these different things. And so, that is totally, like, I would never want my kid to be looking at the gay flag even be looking at it and saying the pledge of allegiance <laughs> yeah. to it yeah yeah you agree with me <laughs> he agrees i mean like that's just insane to me but when you think about it no parents probably knew that that was happening mm-hmm. before the teacher posted the video mm-hmm. And then after the teacher posted the video, who knows how many parents were actually upset with that, you know? And so, I think that public school... Sorry to interrupt. Even the next step, are they willing to pull their kids out of that school? Yes, exactly. Because the world has taught parents that they really have no option, as I said earlier. Like, they have no choice. You go to your job, you put your kid in this school. Like, that's Mm -hmm. how it is. And that is not true. Like, you, as the parent, you have 
power over your kid. You have the responsibility to train them in righteousness and, and what is true and noble and pure and all the things that Philippians yeah. 4.8 tells us. And so how many parents, when they found out that that was happening in that school, are, are they willing to say, no, that's not happening again and pull yeah. their kids out? Like, I don't think so, because we saw that happen um, even with masks and vaccines and whatever your stance is on that. That's totally fine. But like, this is the deal that's ha- like so many parents said, oh, my goodness, if my kid is going to have to wear a mask for eight hours a day yeah. and and do this and do that and not connect. And we saw the suicide statistics just go crazy and mm-hmm. increase like Oh my goodness, so much. And it's, it's really awful. And so they said, Oh, well, we'll, we'll take our kids out if that happens, right? If they have to wear a mask yeah. eight hours a day, we'll take them out. Did they? I mean, maybe a few, maybe, but I'm telling you the people that we knew who said that they didn't. So I just, I think that parents think that their hands are tied in this area and that, well, we can't do anything about it. And that's mm-hmm. just simply not true. Yeah. And I think that that is a very good point of just, as parents, oh man, as kids, mm-hmm. who wants to be in that environment? And mm-hmm. I think that, like I said earlier, we have friends who are in public school and just the things that they say yeah. and the things that they are taught, although they're practically taught absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like really, I think that that is something that I've had a really hard time with. We have been classically <laughs> educated and some people may not know what that means, but that just means that we're very devoted to thinking critically, uh, using logic, and figuring out how problems are solved instead of just solving the problem, mm-hmm. basically. And then that comes into a lot of classical literature and, you know, all this different stuff. And so, throughout friendships, like, none of my friends have ever heard of Jane Austen. None of my friends have ever heard of the Bronte sisters. None of my friends have even heard of Charles Dickens or Shakespeare. And, and I that think that hurts Maddie. It deeply. hurts me a lot. And I think that okay, first the first one that it's a big deal that they don't not hardly anybody knows who J.R.R. Tolkien is. And that is a big deal to me. That's a very, very big deal to <laughs> oh me. Oh my. Anyway. But it's just that like We were also talking to a friend the other day and she said that her school really doesn't expect that much out of them because they're so worried about keeping up their like A grade average Mm -hmm. overall for their school. So they don't give you very much to do and the stuff that they do give you to do isn't very hard so that that everyone can get an A Mm -hmm. and so that their reputation looks good. And so I think that that is something that's why our our generation specifically has turned out really lazy and really relaxed almost and they don't feel any sort of urgency with anything. Mm. And I think that that's because schools have set such low expectations and I think that our lives have just been a little bit different Mm -hmm. when it comes to that because, you know, we have a lot to do and we've just gotten it done and so I think that that's another reason that I would really like to homeschool my kids is so that they have high expectations for themselves Mm -hmm. even higher than I have for Mm them that they would just really focus on their work and enjoy it and Mm -hmm. I think that public school Mm -hmm. has really destroyed that for some kids yeah and if I had to say like just I, I know we're going a little longer here if I had to state one reason for not wanting to send my kids to public school, it would be for the simple fact that they are not teaching kids that eternity is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. That solely would make me say, I am not willing to do that. I am willing to pour my life into my kids and educate them if it 
simply means that they will be learning that eternity is the most important thing and that eternity is the goal. And that's what we're living for. That's what, why we're educating ourselves and that everything is deeply spiritual. They can do hard things and that having a relationship with Jesus is above all, that it's the most important thing and that loving others, I want to show them what it looks like to serve others. I want them to know that they can minister even at a young age, like that they can be a person that God uses, that they can have this intimate relationship with God, that they can pray whenever they need to, whenever they want to. They can read scripture all day. They can like just Mm -hmm. all these different things. I want them to know that from a young age. And I just think that public schools not doing that is just like that just shows me, okay, like that I'm not going to send my kids into an environment that thinks that God is um, not even real. Like, God's Mm -hmm. God's not real. I'm not going to put them in that every single day and let them be raised by people who think that God isn't real. Just think about that for a second. Taking your kids into a place, letting, sending them actually into a place where, you know, 98% of the people believe that God is not real. Mm Mm-hmm. And then parents expect their kids to just like, oh, hey, they're going to unpack everything when they get home. They're going to tell me everything that happened and every single thing they learned. And they're going to tell me if they saw a bad video. They're going to tell me if if somebody taught them something about evolution or something about CRT or whatever. No, they're not. They're they're, they're not. Mm -hmm. They're not. Because schools are teaching them not to. Exactly. That's another big thing that I've seen from public school students is that they don't share anything with their parents. Mm -hmm. And some of that, I believe, is from a lack of time spent with their parents. Yeah, they don't feel like they have a relationship with them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think that that is one of the world's big schemes. Like, families can have Mm -hmm. such an impact if they work together and they have the same interests and Mm -hmm. the same goals. And like Lily said, like, that should be eternity. But kids are not being taught that in public school if you're a parent listening like they are teaching your kids to resent you Mm -hmm. and to not share anything with you Mm -hmm. because soon that would turn into like in china all those kids are going to public school they're being indoctrinated and people are telling them that they should have complete allegiance to the government and then when they're older they end up turning their parents into the government when Mm -hmm. they find out that they're Christians or not necessarily find out, but, you know, they turn against their parents and they tell the government that they're Christians or that they're trying to do this or that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that public schools in America, I know that a lot of people don't want to believe this because America has always been better than that. And I believe that America is still somewhat better than that, but I I believe that we are on the road to public schools really indoctrinating kids with that kind of thing, of not trusting their parents and only swearing their allegiance to the government, and that is not a place that we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically what I'm saying is just, you know, find a ranch in the middle of Colorado and up in the mountains where no one will find you, buy a dairy cow, get a dog, and have some kids, homeschool, and, you know, just praise the Lord that we live in America. Um, because, no, I'm just kidding. But, like, seriously, we have lost the value in the nuclear family. We have totally lost the value that we used to have in that and the meaning that we used to have in that, too. And I want to read a verse, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I'm going to start at verse 4 and go through verse 9. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and 
Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This verse kind of hit me in a different way today, just thinking about this topic and things that we're talking about as far as family and homeschooling and, and public school and all the things we're talking about. This verse, um, specifically verse 7, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. That verse just assumes that you're with your kids all the time and that they're with you all the time. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that, oh my goodness, like like the two boys uh, today being with us, like th that can't happen. No, but parents are raising their kids, right? They are the primary people who are nurturing them and raising them and guiding them as to how to live life and the choices that they're making and all those different things. So I think that that's just one verse that shows us what is most important and what parents are supposed to be doing. And I just find it very difficult for public school parents who are, who are sending their kids to public school and are working and doing this stuff, I just find that to be nearly impossible for them to do if that's the lifestyle that they're living and if that's where they're sending their kids every day. And it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. It doesn't mean no. any of that. That's not what I want you to hear in this episode, especially if you're a parent listening. And our intent, like I said earlier, is not to change your mind. This has just been on my heart. Like, this is just something that I have been super convicted by. I just cannot let someone else raise my kids and and let them teach them to despise oh. God and to despise me as their parent and to despise their country and to not think critically and to just turn them into followers. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just turning them into followers. I can't allow someone to do that for my children. Um, and so... We have to take that responsibility for ourselves and we have to say, you know what, all the things that are a part of education and teaching them, yes, they're important, but the most important thing is teaching them that Jesus loves them and that freedom is so important. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And so if they're not teaching that, then I'm not willing to send my kids to a place like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that's definitely, I think, why our country is in the state that it is right now is because so many people, you know, we've got the low expectations. We've got the people who don't trust their parents and mm -hmm. people who are completely going against their parents' input. We see so many, like, 12-year-olds going and, for example, getting the COVID vaccine yeah. because their school is offering it. And now the schools don't even have to call parents. Right. But even if the parents have told their child, do not get this vaccine, you're not allowed to get the vaccine, mm. we're not going to take you to get the vaccine, they're still walking into their school, going to the school nurse and saying, oh, yeah, I want to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. You know, and that is just so messed up. And I don't think that we've ever seen that in our country before, really. And it truly shows where the power lies, uh -huh. right? That the power is no longer yep. with the parents. The power is with the government and with yeah. the secular schools that they are involved in and going to. Mm -hmm. Okay. There you <laughs> that go. That was a lot. Sorry. That's why we went to homeschool. Yeah, you agree? Okay. Uh, that's why we want to homeschool our kids. Definitely something that Lily and I are very passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I know that we've had almost every time we do an Instagram Q&A, someone <laughs> says like, are you going to homeschool your kids? Or yeah. what are your thoughts on homeschooling or public school or whatever? And also, you know, we've talked about this a lot in Bible study and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we've been meaning to do this episode for a while. And it's definitely one that we're very passionate about. 
And there is so much more yeah. to our reasoning. A lot. <laughs> There's so much more. We probably hit on, you know, like just two the or surface. three points. Yeah, the surfacey yeah. stuff today. Um, and who knows, if y'all like this episode, we might do a part two. But Maddie and I do feel very strongly on this topic and feel convicted ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a... Uh, we want to bash public school parents or kids who are in public school or, or teachers any of that. or anything. Teachers, no, not. absolutely not. We have many friends who are teachers who do a great job. They are Christians. They they hate what's going on in the schools today, right? A lot of the older teachers mm-hmm. are seeing the secular stuff coming into uh, school and they hate it. And so this is not to bash them or to say that anyone is awful or to anything like that. But Maddie and I are convicted in this area and we want to encourage other young people. You know, one thing that I have learned is that that our world is scared of anointed young people. Mm -hmm. They are so scared of them. And I think that that is because they know that they answer to a higher authority, which is Jesus. And that's why they're scared. And so I just want my kids to be that in the world. Like I want the world to be scared of my kids because they answer to Jesus and they know that eternity is the thing worth living for, the only thing worth living for. And I I long to see other young people stand up and say, yes, I know what public schools are teaching. I have researched. And don't just take our word for it. I know we say that all the time, but don't take our word for it. Look it up. Look at CRT. Look at the things that they've taken out of schools that are biblical principles and biblical foundations and what our founding fathers created our government to be and schools and all those different things. He's agreeing with me. They're laughing together. Anyway, um, so... We want to just close out with some prayer. If y'all like this, we may do a part two. That's where I started, and then I went on another little rant. So, Maddie, pray before I go on any other rants here. Okay. <laughs> We're going to pray, so please pray with us. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day, and we thank you that Lily and I were able to sit down and record this episode, and thank you for the different convictions that you've laid on our hearts. We just hope that this was able to encourage some people and that we were just able to shed some light on this issue, and I pray that we would just, that we would all just really take this stuff to heart and that we would really be thinking about our futures and in our kids' futures, and that that would just be something that weighs really heavily on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all, we want to end with uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. I just want to end with that verse to remind you that there is something so much bigger than the world that we're living in, Mm -hmm. so much bigger than all of the problems and the issues that we're facing Our God wants us to be focused on Him, and I truly believe that our generation, uh, Gen Z, the teenagers today, they want to give their lives for something. And so, if that's you, if you're a teen listening and you you are relating with this and you're like, I want to do this, please know that it's not going to be easy, but that you can give your life for this and that family is worth giving your life for. It's worth giving your time and your effort and giving those things up so that you can sacrifice. And we sacrifice so that others don't have to. We sacrifice so that our kids will not have to sacrifice and pay for it later because we know that the Lord is coming and we know that he is going to judge the sin in our lives and the things that we say and think and do. And and I want to teach my kids that. And so let's just make sure to keep that in mind. Let's remember that we can do hard things. 
Don't just take the easy route because it's easy. Don't be tempted to do that. It is so rewarding when you do the hard things and, um, and the Lord, I truly believe will bless us for those things. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will see about a part two and we will also keep you updated on our social media pages about 5,000 downloads. So very excited. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye guys. (laughs) 